0: Hi, Chris Felton here. Thanks for tuning in to my podcast. I'm so excited about my new show, Cultural Catalyst, where we help you to learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world. You can watch it weekly on my YouTube channel or listen to it here. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, welcome to Cultural Catalyst, where we help you learn how to live fully alive, co-labor with God, and change the world the world, and today I have Gabe Valenzuela with us. Did I even pronounce your name right after all it's, these years? Yeah, you did good. I mean, pretty, you're like... Pretty good. Yeah, six it's out of ten. You got to roll your tongue A to, little get bit. It, to get yeah. it right, right? But you did great. Okay. Is it right, yes. Yeah. And Gabe is the overseer of second year school ministry. You've been with us for how many years? Oh my gosh. Oh man,
1: I, I think this is my ninth or tenth year leading school, and then... Yeah. I was on staff three years as a revival group pastor before that, and then I was in Weaverville for three years, and I was on staff three years as a youth pastor before that. So I, I've been in Redding since I was 18, gosh, on staff for a while. Forever, for sure, and yeah. you're
0: married to Bill Johnson's only begotten daughter. Yeah, which is why I'm still on staff, because it's, <laughs> no, no, it's hard to fire me. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> not true. That's true. Yeah, Leah. Leah's your yeah. daughter. Leah is my wife. Leah is, is Bill's daughter. <laughs> your wife yeah it'd be weird she's the other like way. a daughter to me too I'm, yeah i was actually in the hospital when she was born i was there when the, at her birth and known her her entire life yeah so i have a very i have strong affection for her so yes, be careful I oh, how you listen, treat this woman
1: we have lots of history i know you have strong affection <laughs> for her
0: yeah <laughs> and actually for you too yeah so you've been, uh, you've been doing this a long time and on school ministry. What's the thing you love most about school ministry, and how, how have you seen it, like, over the last 10 years? Like, you actually yeah. went to school ministry. I don't know if you said that part, right? No, first year ever. First the, year. The very first very year first of school year ministry, ever. you were in the graduating class
1: yeah. of 37 students. 37 students. Yeah. And they told, like, Mark Brooks, who leads, helps lead first year. Yeah. You know, Brian Johnson, all these amazing people. They were in the class. Yeah. Yeah, I, did, Jen, did Jen go that year? No, Jen wasn't that year. Next year, I think. Yeah, some yeah. really great people, and, you know, I think you gave Mark the lead over first year yeah. after that was over, and yeah. you told me, make sure you go to second year. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's, I, so that's what I did, and, um, yeah, it's been, a, it's, uh, gosh, schools, school continues to be amazing. It continues to grow and develop. It's Have you seen, like, any
0: evolution of the school from when you went, obviously, so, it's grown yeah.
1: so so big, but... Yeah. I mean, there's been huge, huge changes, right? Mm-hmm. I think I, I think there's, it was beautiful back then to do that with just that many people, yeah, you know? Yeah, of course. But very challenging. And for someone who was wired like me, it was, you know, I, every day was a was rough to be in that room for me. Be- like, um, because you didn't want to, because going to school in general. Going to school. Well, yeah. And I mean, we might get into this a little bit later, but I, I came to school, you know, my, my background growing up, like loving Jesus for sure. Yeah. But not always... My my life didn't always manifest my love for him in the right way, um, you know. And I think, you know, if, if you're listening on the podcast and you're not looking, you know, I'm I'm Mexican, so that's how that works. And so that comes with... What do you think that has anything...
0: I mean, we, we kind of joke about yeah, it privately because yeah. we've known each other forever, but what what does that have to do
1: with anything, really? Yeah, well, for me, you know, I think the culture... family you grew up in, family right? Family grew up in. So there's yeah. there's aspects of what we do in our house, you know, like every, every kind of church family is unique and yeah, different. Yeah, of course. That... That works really well for my culture. So we talk about culture of honor. We talk about fathers and mothers. I'm like, I'm there, right? It feels really, really great. Because you kind of, that,
0: that's kind of the, the Latino, Mexican yeah, cultures like totally. that. And I'm Spanish, so my, I, we, we have very similar yeah, so we experiences connect really about well. our
1: families, right? Fully. So I yeah. love that part. But I came to school the first year, and you guys were talking about vulnerability and authenticity and, you know, open your heart and tell all your stuff. That did not go well. Like, be real. Be real. That yeah. did not, I did not do well with that. I think I, I grew up in a culture that I love, and I still love, and I value yeah, that. Yeah, sure. But it's, it's uh, you know, in the, in the unhealthiest places, it's very fear-based and fear-driven and yeah. all of that. And and you so, kind uh, of
0: have a patriarch. Yeah. Which is kind of beautiful, but the honor kind of flows one way,
1: at least it did in in my family. Yeah, that's kind of, that works. And and there's parts of that that I think are are beautiful, and then there's parts that did not serve me well when I came to school, and I have, you know, these moms and dads asking me to be vulnerable, and I'm like, oh, that's, this is not going to be good. This (laughs) comes with pain. This comes with scary, you know? Um, So it was a challenge for me. Yeah, hide your weakness is basically the way we grew up, right? Yeah. Hide your weakness. For sure. Don't cry. Yeah. I mean, you know, all that stuff. Be a man. Be a man. Be a man. Right, and and my dad did really well with that stuff, and like, be in he,
0: charge of the the
1: house too. Totally, yeah. right. So there's parts of that Leah loves, yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, um, but but there's aspects of that in our in my walk with the Lord that I had to unlearn, and that was a really painful yeah. spot to unlearn. Yeah. And it was really painful f- for me to be around amazing moms and dads for the first time in my life that required that of me, and there was no hiding there. You know, so yeah. you do 37 people. I tried. I mean, you know my history. Like yeah. I I worked really hard to, to kind of not hide. And, and my personality, I'm, I I do people all day, but I'm not really an extrovert. Yeah, You know, I'm pretty introverted. So I, en- not only do I hide, I enjoy hiding. It's like a hobby, you know, sometimes <laughs> if I'm not careful. You, you enjoy, you enjoy being private. You don't being private. Yeah. yeah. You're not, you're not
0: hiding. You're not no. a guy that's ever hit a sin, but you are a guy that's the last one to
1: speak up unless you 're yeah o- often, and I unless... think I think the requirement in school is often is is you 're going to speak up and you 're going to take a risk, yeah and man that was a that was a challenge for me it was a, it was looking back, I would go, man, those are the best two years of my life we didn 't have three years back then, so yeah. the best two years of my life, the most growing two years, but in the moment, I would say the most painful two years yeah. of my life, and um, you know every day i honestly I tell my students this, and it is true. I would go home every day, and I would sit on my couch, and you know, I don't, I don't know if I even understood to process the day, but I would shed a few tears and go, Lord, please help me. (laughs) And then um, I would, my alarm would go off in the morning, and I would get back up and go to school. And I went to school because I felt like that's what the Lord asked me to do, not because that's what that's what I enjoyed to do. Yeah, you know. Um, But looking back, I'm like, oh, that faithfulness is built in those moments, you know, of not doing what you love, but doing what you should. And so don't yeah. you think that school has
0: had I mean I I am listening to your story and I'm like yeah I think the students that come in now have a little bit different experience even when they're in kind of
1: I'm an introvert private person They do I was going to say you know it's much more it's much more pastoral in, yeah. in how we lead students the, Yeah the grace, the of prophetic our, guy doesn't have a over doesn't the whole thing. Lead every day, you yeah. know, um, but it is, and I, I think the staff that we have is—we yeah. have more of them, right? Yeah. And so, more pastors, more pastors, more great leaders, you mm-hmm. know, than we've than we've ever had in yeah. our environment, and
0: who are have empathy and, and compassion is. Is a a
1: very much more of our environment now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, And I think we've done, we've gotten better at that. Yeah. And the leaders we gather are just, and we could spend the next half hour talking about who's on the team, you know, they're just phenomenal leaders. So you put all those people in that environment, and I think it does make for a a, a better environment. Easier, easier transformation for people, I'd say for sure. Yeah. And that's one of the things you asked in the beginning like, what do I love about school? It's the transformation component for me you know as as a pastor that's what i'd like to see so i want to i want to see people from wherever they're starting at to become as as you know as big if you want to call it that as much as whatever yeah. god created in them to, to yeah. be you know i only have them for for 9 months yeah. basically in and second so year in second year yeah you know we have them for 3 3 years yeah. if you do all of school and to watch the students go from first year to third year For me, that's the highlight. We just got done with missions. You know, the the testimonies out of missions are unreal, unreal. Blind eyes
0: open, tumor the size of a grapefruit on a man's neck disappeared completely. As they were praying. As they were praying, a guy with a tumor the size of a watermelon in his stomach in -hmm. a a prison. Oh, yeah. Went completely
1: gone. Cancer completely gone. We even did online missions, right? And uh, blind eyes opening online – and you know all kinds of crazy stuff. That's stuff for me to watch. Now I listen. I love telling testimonies about things I've done, but yeah. if I'm really honest, watching the students who who you can see in first year may become passionate, but a little scared or a little nervous. And I've maybe I've never probably a little I, uh, a lot yeah. some of yeah. them, and to watch their progression yeah. for me is the highlight. That's the yeah. thing that I that I really love I'll, and, love and value. Too, yeah. You know, um, and there's nothing like that. And to watch, you know. To, to watch them over the last, like they just got back so over the last week to share testimonies of, of what the Lord did. Um, gosh, it's incredible to me.
0: So. You, you are one of our two or three lead pastors in our entire environment. You're the leader of second year, but you're probably the, it, the best or it, one of the two or three best at actually creating a culture that does bring out the best in people. Well, thank you. I'll take it. Well, it's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you're famous in our culture for that. What does it take, you know, we're, we know moms and dads are going to be watching this, not just yeah. school people. Like, What does it take to, to actually create a culture that brings out the best in people, still is confrontive, and moves people, well, we'll call it discipleship, the real discipleship, right. and moves people towards their God-given purpose and destiny and, and prepares them for it, like, What's the yeah. synopsis of that? Like, how does, how does that, yeah. well, for that me, work?
1: I mean, really practically for me, it boils down to a few things, right? It's, it's my belief in people that is vital, and it's a belief that's demonstrated. It's not just talked about behind the scenes. It's how you demonstrate that as a leader to the people that you're leading. Um, in that belief, there's a, a process of empowerment that – and most people would know that piece, right? We, that's a, kind of a key word. We, we empower people. There's, there's a step further. Well, at least I think they call it empowerment. They call right? it empowerment, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and we can talk about that, but, you know, there's a step beyond empowerment called development that, that is the most challenging step, to be fair. So um, when I explain it to students, like in my environment, we, we talk about it and we say, you know, my kid's learning to drive, right? And, um, <laughs> and I have two that, drive, two that are driving, two that aren't. But when the two oldest ones, this is true, they came out of the, their room one day and uh, one of my kids said, I know how to drive. And I said, you do? Who taught you? And he said, um, I saw it on YouTube. 100%. You're going to kill me, man. <laughs> yeah. You're going to yeah. kill and me. I this thought... is my grandchildren's,
0: like, I learned everything yeah. on YouTube. He
1: said, I saw it on YouTube. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that, do- that does not work. You know, it doesn't work. Well, we have a, we have, often we have a culture of leaders who go, I saw it on, on YouTube, or I saw someone do it, and therefore I think I know how to do it, because yeah. I saw someone do it. It's just not true, right? Yeah. So... What I begin to do is my kids play basketball like most kids, and the hoops in the driveway. And so, um, empowerment really is going. Look, okay, I'm going to give you. Well, first is opportunity, right? I'm going to give you an opportunity to back the car out of the driveway and park it in the street. But you got to ask me to take the keys. You can't just take it. So that's opportunity. So leaders, leaders. Step one is leaders create opportunity for their people to to do stuff. Yeah. Right after opportunity, wise opportunity, wise opportunity. Right. Well, now that I know he can back the car out, now I empower him, which means this, you, you can take the keys whenever you want, but all you can do is back the car out and park it in the street. Well, my kids would tell you after they did that for a while, they would be like, I know how to drive because I can back a car out. (laughs) You know, it's just not accurate. Yeah. And so, but I watch a lot of leaders, pastors, people that lead people and go, well, I create opportunity. And I'm like, well, all your people really know how to do is back a car out. And park it in the street. They can't drive yet, because learning to drive it takes development. And when my kid got their learner's permit, I drove to the church at night because there's no. It's a big parking lot. No drive. And we would drive yeah. circles. Oh, there you cause, go. Because you yeah. have a stick shift. Now we're going forward. Now, we're, yeah. Oh, now, it's stick shift. Stick shift, right? That was my the, the, kid's first car. It was a stick shift. Yeah. So the spiritual deliverance. One hundred percent. And so I would sit in this car, break my neck. Right. As he tried to figure out for first gear, <laughs> you know, and we would do that, you know, three, three days in a row. And then I would take him around my neighborhood and then I would drive on the freeway. And, and, but that development piece cost me something.
0: Yeah. He's, he's doing the driving, right? right. You're, you're doing the, I'm doing you're the doing the sweating. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now,
1: initially I would sit in the driver's seat and show him how to work the clutch because yeah. I don't how to drive a stick, you know? I, I did the, the miracle. If you don't, Bethel's on a hill. Yeah. So, you know, the miracle piece is you get on the hill and you you make the car stop with just the clutch and the gas, yeah. right? And the, your kids are in awe, right? Wow, you're not rolling backwards. And then yeah. they try it and you almost wreck down the bottom of the hill. Um, <laughs> Before they can get the clutch. Yeah, followed, yeah. yeah totally. totally. But that for me is a great example of, it's okay, there's opportunity. There's, there's um, you know. There's empowerment, Mm -hmm. but there has to be development. And I think practically what we try to do really well is take our leaders, take our students and not just give them a chance to drive because congratulations, you can drive, but you just wreck the car. So I watch leaders sometimes go, well, that person wrecked my car metaphorically. And I'm like, well, that's not the person's fault. That's your fault. You never taught them how to drive. You just gave them a chance to drive.
0: Or or they just watched the YouTube channel. They just watched the, the YouTube channel. told them yeah. about how, how, how wonderful driving is. Yeah. And and, 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 and 10 points about totally. what driving's about. Yeah.
1: And what happens is the pastor on occasion or the other leader will randomly produce by accident someone who, who knows how to drive. They'll produce a race car driver. Yeah. Or they, who maybe learned somewhere else. Who learned case. somewhere else yeah. or or had enough something internally yeah. to develop themselves. Such a great and leaders take credit for it, right? Yeah. And they go, look what I created. And I'm like, you didn't create junk. That guy, that woman, that person Start. learned to drive <laughs> on their own. So I was thinking of story after story like that. Yeah. And so when we talk about creating a culture. Johnny's
0: I, my disciple. 100. But actually, Johnny was someone else's disciple. Yeah. And he but <laughs> you take the credit
1: for it. You know what I'm saying? I like doing that, actually. Yeah, it works. Yeah. You know, and a lot of cultures do that. Yeah. And I think if we're talking about creating actually a place where people grow to be something, mm-hmm. you want to create good drivers, so sort to of speak, metaphorically, yeah. it's gonna cost you something as a leader. You're gonna get out there and break your neck and sit in the passenger seat and you're gonna drive around town when you don't want to. Pray and pray a lot. Pray a lot, and your kids are gonna go, hey, take me driving. And you don't want to, but you're gonna get up and go. And and that piece for me is is the most valuable piece, the development side of what we do in people. You know, yeah. it's not accidental. We don't accidentally get great leaders we're we're actively trying to produce the people that we're trying to produce in our environment you know and it's not brain surgery and rocket
0: science i I mean training people is not brain surgery and rocket science really no it's it's really about it's really about effort and being uh what's the word i'm looking for like persistent like doing it
1: it is that's not the word i'm looking for but no it is about that and i and i do think you know like you being very prophetic, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it helps you to create a culture where people learn to be prophetic because you are prophetic, right? Yeah. It helps me as a pastor to create a culture where people care about people and develop people because that's what I that's what I do. Yeah, so pastors. so that plays into it. But I think there's a often like a misnomer, really going. I have to be, you know, I have to be good at this to create other people that are good at this, and it's just not it's just not true. Like so, I would say that. I'm a pastor. So, in, in that context, my job is to take sheep, if I can put it in that mm-hmm. way, as a shepherd, grow them, develop them, raise them. But in my school, I'm producing sheep that are called to be prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers and apostles. I'm not just creating other pastors. Yeah. You know, it's not what we do. Even though you yourself are a pastor. I'm a pastor, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's like Tiger Woods has a golf coach. Yeah. I doubt that golf coach plays as good as Tiger. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he does, right? But if you're called to actually grow and develop people, then you'll put in the work to work on someone else's game, if I can put it in those terms, as much as you will to work on yours. And so we create a Mm -hmm. lot of, uh, our culture is is geared around creating a lot of opportunity with feedback to Mm -hmm. to get the results that we want, you know, in the
0: environment. I was thinking about a scripture that actually validates what you're saying is uh, Philip, the only named evangelist in Mm -hmm. the Bible, he had four daughters, but they were prophetesses.
1: Yeah. He's an evangelist, but he gave birth to prophetesses. Yeah. Which is if you look at our culture, yeah. what, one thing I love about it is we all don't look the same. Yeah. Right? I mean, you and Bill are different. Way me, different. me and you are different. Yeah. You know, if you know Dan Fairley who's in our culture, different than everybody else, yeah, you know? totally. I, I love that. I, we, you get a chance to go to a lot of churches and often what we find, and again, not a, not a statement of hopefully dishonor, but everyone looks the same in certain, yeah. in certain places. Yeah, I'm be like, oh, like me. yeah, I don't think family does that. Yeah. I don't think family looks like that. And I, and I think you, you do a disservice to the people that God gave you in raising them up. If you like, if you communicate, you have to look or be a certain way.
0: I think, you know, okay, we're going to deviate just for a minute. This is going to yeah. be a rabbit. We'll shoot this thing in two <laughs> okay. minutes. All right. Let's But I uh, noticed that, that Bethel is what you just said actually is one of our not just core values but it's a culture right yes where you know it probably started with the fact that Bill and I don't we're, we're not always on the same page like we wouldn't right. always do it the same
1: way like we I well, mean you aren't always on the same page
0: no and I I'm saying it's just from the leadership all the way through our leadership 100% so like when we're going through covid and Bill's like I don't know if I, I'm I don't know if I believe in vaccinations and yeah. I don't I don't I don't really want to wear a mask. But he did he did, but I'm saying he was kind of over there. Yeah. Right? I'm not sure this helps and yeah, I'm not I'm not sure this might feel like a government overreach to me. And I I'm, I'm over here like, well, it might be a government overreach, but it feels like the government's trying to stop a virus. Let's take a vaccination.
1: And people are like Tell us what to do. And it's like, that's not really our style, well, right? It isn't our style. And it's, chall- it's challenging to live in. Like, I want to be clear about that. Yeah, yeah, It's beautiful and wonderful. But the reason I think a lot of people don't do it, it's flipping hard. Yeah. Right? It's to, to as Danny talks about, to keep your love on in the middle of disagreement, to mm-hmm. actually have a culture that's okay with thinking different. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think students who think... Uniquely different. We have a ton of international students, as oh, you know. Yeah? we're talking about Trump and Biden. They they can't even
0: figure that out. They no. come from China and from
1: different places. You know, yeah, all,
0: all kind of Africa and all these places that have completely different governments. Totally. Some of them have monarchs.
1: Some of them have you know what whatever it's whatever just, right. Yeah, it's so. They different. can't even
0: figure America's out.
1: No, yeah, it's it's tough. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the one of the beautiful parts of our environment, of our culture, of our mm-hmm. movement. It's also one of the hardest parts of of what we do. Yeah. Cuz it means you have to actually work to stay connected. You have to actually love people. 100%.
0: Who who you may not fully agree with. Yeah. Well, you probably don't fully agree with because we tend to not attract Republicans or Democrats or vax people or non-vax people or whatever your trip is, right? Whatever your gig yeah. is, you're going to you come to our church and people may, are attracted to the kingdom. 100%. And, and and they came because they're attracted to the mm-hmm. kingdom. They're not attracted to the Trump kingdom or the Biden kingdom or the, the social yeah. justice kingdom. They're attracted to yeah. the kingdom. Right? Or, you,
1: or you think you're attracted to that and then you get here for six months and then you meet people that don't think like you. Yeah. And you have to work through that process. And I, one of the things that happens every day in our yeah, school, I've watched the students. Because I see them every day, right? Yeah. So so that is a, a bonus to what we do is I get to, my life is with them. So, yeah, you're you know, not like a senior pastor yeah. who's maybe a Sunday. We see them, you know, four times a week. Yeah, and, and we talk to them a lot about their history and their story. And to watch them have to walk through disagreement to get to love is such a beautiful process, Um, you know, for, and, and for the, a lot of our students.
0: And, and I think that in, in religious culture, you typically surround yourself with people who agree with you. And then the algorithms that we know about in social media is feeding you what you already believe. Oh, yeah. So you kind of grow up in an echo chamber. When you isolate yourself to us, most churches, right? Oh yeah. And then you come to our place, and it's like it's not an echo chamber. Like you got someone in your revival group who desperately disagrees with your something that you hold oh, very dear. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, how are we in the same? church why are we in the same yeah. school it happens all the time every day right mm-hmm. and we have these dialogues i know you have my happen too with with the school ministry students i'm like all right let's bring up a thing and then we have this passionate dialogue between the yeah. students and me and them talking through and, and you know the goal of those dialogues is not to be right but to listen like can can yeah. you listen to the democrat when you're a republican in our environment can yeah, you listen can, can listen to the rich when you're poor? When you're poor. And vice versa. Yeah. Can you Ryan? listen to the black person when you're a white person? Yeah. Can you listen to the, the international person's view of America when you're a patriot? Yeah. All of that. All, it just yeah. goes on
1: every day, right? Yeah, just, name, I, just name the subject and we're polarized. We're, do, we're doing it. Yeah. But I, I love the fact that for me, it isn't about being right or wrong. It's, it's often about listening. But I love that we actually teach students how to do it. Yeah. Because it's not often done. And and culture has shifted. I mean, gosh, in the last 10 years that it's now it's like never done. Right. Oh, my gosh. um, You know, parts of the of us that I love, if I could take man, if I could take you into those moments of you interacting with students, Mm -hmm. you know, it teaches them that it's okay to disagree. It teaches them they can ask difficult questions. It teaches them that fathers aren't scary, that mothers aren't scary. Um, that we can have healthy conflict, yeah. um, you know, that we can love in the middle of, of disagreement. I think it's just a beautiful thing that we, you know, that we do. And, and it really is the, the you know, being Christ-like for me, looking at, at Jesus, interacting with a whole bunch of people that didn't think like him, that didn't do what he did, you know, all the sinners, all the people of that day, I'm like, gosh, he would get, Jesus would get thrown out of most places today, you know.
0: I, I mean, even with his disciples, you
1: know, yeah. I mean,
0: i look at the interaction with them, I mean, not just his, you know, religious enemies like yeah. the Pharisees and scribes, but even his own, you know, his own dudes. Like they're, they're, they're he's got a constant problem with them. Yeah, and they you fight. Know, they're fighting each other and they're fighting him. And he's, you know, he's saying things like, "What spirit are you of?" <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Like, you know, it's a, you know, call it, teasing him. Mm-hmm. You know, you sons of thunder. Like, you know, it's like your anger is like, "What spirit are you of?" You know. The, the uh, I, I feel like our school is so New Testament.
1: It is so Book of Acts in my yeah. mind. I mean, we try. I would say we try. It's not perfect. You know? No. And I think that's a beautiful part of it is mm-hmm. being able to go, yeah, when we get it wrong, we try to be quick to apologize. And, yeah. and what I can say is I think we, ch- we just try to do our best every day. We try to come with our A game and do our very best every day. And then, And then often we fail because we're people. And... Even in that, I'm like, man, there's great lessons there. Of we we fall forward as best we can, yeah. take up some ground while we while we do it, and get up and and move on, and you know, and I find myself in a constant state of apology.
0: I I you know two yeah, days well, ago
1: you did apologize the other day. I in did school. Too,
0: yeah. yesterday, like yes, you know, two days ago I I made a statement and you know actually just in joking, and mm-hmm. we kind of have the same sense of humor. Like in the families we grew up in, and the more you, the more you're endeared to someone, the more you tease them which doesn't work for many of our students, especially some of our internationals. Right. And I said something unjust, and somebody came up afterwards and said to me, you really broke my heart. I'm, I'm fighting off being angry with you. You know, uh, you're you know supposed to be a man of God, and you, you shared this thing. It, was, it wasn't sexual or anything like that. And, and I was like, ooh, I'm very sorry. So the next day I spoke again in school, and I started with, by asking her to stand up, and I apologized yep. to her. <laughs> But I I, I feel like that's
1: just a, it's a part of, you know, the students aren't the only ones learning. No, I think, gosh, if I could tell students, like, you know, they get worked, the Lord, like, works them internally, a bit externally. But I'm like, as a staff, I probably, if I'm really honest, I probably sit with at least one or two staff members a week that are getting worked by students that are growing and developing their own self. I just sat with one yesterday at my house crying. Going, what am I even doing here? And I'm like, oh yeah, you're doing what those students are doing. Yeah, exactly. Just, just bigger yep. and and quicker, and you know, all of those things are true. So, yeah, we we are all in that spot of. I don't think that spot ever ever stops. Yeah, as long as we continue to put ourselves, you know, in a spot to grow and develop, God's like, yeah, well, let's do that.
0: You know, I love it. Uh, you know, my three of my grandkids, uh, you know, and my son have gone through the school of ministry. I've got two two of them in, in school yeah. right now, Riley and Isaac. Isaac came to school as a very, very nominal Christian. Really wasn't walking with the Lord hardly at all. He was there I think one month. Had an encounter with the Lord. I mean, he wasn't asking for it. It just had an encounter with the yeah. Lord. Got stuck to the floor. Thought he was there for 15 minutes. Turned out that he was there for four hours. And you know, when he got off that floor, that young man was a different man. He was. And, you know, from that moment on, now he's in third year and he's, I mean, I have to keep looking at him like someone, someone, you know, the body snatchers took this kid's body and, you know, and killed the guy inside and came alive in him. And he's just alive. I mean, he's just alive and he's just like loving God, you know, comes often and, hey, Papa, can I come over and talk to you? And he sits down and tells me. You know, what Jesus is doing in his life and, you know, hey, this had this spiritual experience and what do you think this yeah. means? And, you know, I'm like, wow, three years ago we were talking about w- w- your crazy dysfunctional yeah. life and now we're talking about you loving Jesus. And there, I, I don't think there's a place on earth like this place. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, I hope... I hope it, whatever you're doing, if you're watching and you're like, our church is the best church. I'm like, hopefully you you feel that way. Hopefully you feel like your your place is yeah, the best. Yeah, for place. sure. But I feel like what we're doing is the best, the best yeah. place
1: in the world to change lives. I mean, to actually change lives. Oh yeah, I love what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love what we're doing in school, and then all the other thousand things that we're doing. church as Part of our culture, you know, is, technology. Is we just had Richard Jordan yeah. on here and his, his encounter, cra- or, yeah. Yeah. crazy encounter, amazing. Yeah, like I said, missions just happened, and we just got you know Carl. Our guys are in the in the Ukraine doing yeah, stuff and right now. Yeah, we interviewed him too. And yeah, well, I'm well. just like you know, I I left after staffing the other day, just yeah. going home and told Leah, ugh, I'll just like the stuff that we do is incredible. I don't know any other place that does what we do from a little town in California that you can't get to by you know what I mean. Like it takes to, two two to flights. Any and, town, <laughs> yeah. To any like, town. Yeah, it's a it's amazing to me what the what the Lord's doing people that just say yes. We were in New York last week
0: and with 85 students, and literally they said, hey, if you want a prophetic word, just line up here. 660 people lined yeah. up outside of the Salvation Army Theater, Gabe, down the street and around the corner yeah. in freaking Manhattan, New York. That's
1: crazy. And we're, they're just starving for connection. Yeah. And people are coming to know Jesus. My, my favorite probably... Many. Gosh, my favorite testimony that I've heard so far, just my personal favorite, maybe it's because I'm a pastor, um, and you you heard it, but they take a team to San Diego. They're in the middle of downtown San Diego in the morning. Um, they, As a group, they're just, you know, they're praying together, getting ready to do ministry for the day. This woman walks up and... uh is shows them a picture of her son. Her son's oh, her son's been lost. This is a great story. Yeah, her son's been lost. She's been looking for her son. She goes and pays the the fee to park in the parking garage. Yeah, and then looks for her son. She's been doing Go, it. Every goes day. to
0: where the, a lot of homeless are. Homeless are. Where he it's thinks it's he, he might be? Camp. Yeah. yeah,
1: she's doing that since the first of December. Since she lost her son, the first yeah, of December. Yeah, and so we're doing this April first. So that's how many months it's been. Yeah, how many months? Every day she's down there. So the team, students, like fifteen students or so, say, "Well." Can we Can we just pray for you? So they gather her and they pray. One of our students, not our staff, one of our students, as as they're praying, says boldly, "Today will be the day. this is going to be the day you find your boy, and they pray for her, they just send her on her, yeah, on her that, way. show us a picture of him that yeah she, of she showed the picture to everybody. Yeah. she showed the picture because she said, "If you see him, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, if you see him, let let me know this is what he looks yeah. like." And so she gets prayer, gets this prophetic word from one of our students, today's the day, which I, which I think is bold, right? Totally. Um, and they go off to do ministry. They're doing it for however many hours they're doing it. They come back toward the end of the day in the same parking lot to, to pray together, just debrief, pray as you would on any mission yeah. trip. As they're doing that, they look off in the distance, and this woman's walking back with a teenage boy on her arm because she found her kid that day that, you know, she gets this prophetic word from our students and she finds her boy. I'm like, that's where he wrecked me. The, I love all the miracles. Crazy. I love all of that stuff, you know, but you have kids, I have yeah. kids, you know, the heart of a, of a mom to be that committed every day to go look for her son and somehow in a small interaction with students who just love Jesus, who happen to just said, I'm going to go to that community, you know, I'm going to spend a week there and I'm going to, I'm going to just be used by God. As much as I can be to take that level of risk, and for the Lord to be on it, you know. And she finds her boy that day. You know, her life will never be the same. And they end up praying for and the boy. Neither will his life. Yeah, they pray for the boy. They pray for the the, the mom. It's just an amazing story. Gosh, you know, such um, a great story. And yeah, yeah. I,
0: I love that. I love the those big stories. I love the little stories. Johanna, one of our staff, lost an earring in the airport oh, yeah, six months picture. ago in the parking lot. And she's like, and then she's back in the same airport mm-hmm. just on this missions trip. Yeah. She's sitting there and she's like, Lord, I'd sure like to have my earring back. She lost six months in the in the airport. In the parking lot of the airport. In the parking lot mm-hmm. of the airport. She's sitting in her chair and she's like, Lord, I'd sure like to get my earring back. And a second later, she feels something that she's sitting on. She pulls it out and earrings in the chair. Oh, Yeah. In I the, saw the earring. I double checked just to make sure. in, the, in the airport chair. I mean, it's just like little, even little
1: stuff like yeah. that. Just it just wrecks my brain. Oh, it's it's a reminder to me that you know God. Obviously, God cares. We know that we Tell give you. our life. We give our life to that. But God cares about the little stuff. And I I love this week for, well, for me too, and for our students, because it's just a you just put yourself out there a little bit, and God just needs just a little bit to work. A Little with. risk, you know what I mean? Just a little risk, and the way He shows up is just incredible so yeah hey would
0: you pray that people will be watching this for over the next few months it'll be playing over and over on YouTube oh, why don't you just goodness. pray for people you know that I mean the two kinds of people on, on here that I think of right now are the people who haven't been discovered yeah and and, and leaders who are like oh that's beautiful
1: how, how, how do I start I'd love for you just to pray for those let's to, pray for both of those people yeah let's yeah. do that Gosh, Lord, first we say that you're so good. You're such a good father. You're you're, you're the best father, Lord. And we just want to be used by you any way we can. And we give our life to that, to that purpose, Lord, to demonstrate your kingdom everywhere that we go. And so we pray for, first, for those leaders that are leading people that you've given charge, um, Lord, over that um, that you would put in them, Lord, the heart of a mother, the heart of a father, the heart of a a coach, Mm -hmm. the heart of a leader, the heart to take the people that are around them and, and do yeah. their very best to create greatness inside of them. Do their very best to lead them where they can be fed, they can be healed, they can be delivered, they can find you. Lord, I ask that, um, Lord, you would give in those leaders the heart to actually take the time, the time necessary to yeah. grow the people around them. That growth often takes time. Um, and yeah. so, Lord, would you, would you help us to just be diligent and faithful yeah, yeah and persistent in our pursuit of you, and our pursuit of people, mm-hmm. as, uh, as, as we pursue them for you. Um, so Lord, just, I'm, Lord, I'm just reminded of um, Father, when you, when you ask just the most beautiful question ever, uh, which is, "Do you love me?" And, mm-hmm. and Peter says, "Yeah, Lord you know, you know that I love you. And if you love me, then you'll get to actually feed my sheep. And there's such joy, Lord, in feeding mm-hmm. sheep and how we demonstrate our love for you and how we take care of others. So what I pray for those leaders mm-hmm. that they would learn to do that mm-hmm. Lord. that it would be a demonstration of their love for you as they lead the people mm-hmm. around you, Lord. And for those other, the other group of people, yeah. the people that are learning and growing and developing the people that are still waiting to get in the car to drive, mm-hmm. to be given an opportunity, Lord, I pray that you would open doors, you'd bring around them the right mm-hmm. people or that you would, you would help them to, to live with an understanding that, um, that their dream isn't dead, that mm-hmm. it's, it's still yet to be fulfilled. Um, Lord, and even if it takes a miracle, that you would show up for them in these amazing, unique, and unexpected ways. Lord, I pray for those people that are sitting on their dreams, Lord, that you would go above and beyond for them, more they could ever ask, more than they could Mm -hmm. think, more than they could imagine, Mm -hmm. Lord, that you would be a light to them, Mm -hmm. Lord. um, I heard you say this, Chris, one time, a lamp, a lamp. to their feet a light under their path Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's it's the first step sometimes it's the whole path Mm -hmm. Um, but lord but you know that that we're following you irregardless Mm -hmm. lord so for those people would you just light up the next step Mm -hmm. for them lord Lord, and where to go and what to do and the risk to take knowing that in the small step in the little risk you show up in the most amazing ways lord Lord, thank you for the testimonies that come out of people that just want to say yes to you um so father all those amazing testimonies we share today all those things lord do it again in the people that are listening today in jesus name amen amen thank you so much for
0: listening if you're interested in the school ministry you can just get on bethel.com and just click schools and it'll take you to all of our schools our tech school our conservatory the art and arts and of course the bssm school which by the way we have on campus and we have now online so we can do it and all over the world. And in Spanish. We just started the Spanish come yeah, on. Yeah, there, we yeah go. there it is. Spanish school right there. God bless you, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thanks so much for listening to my podcast. If you want to find out more, read my blog or listen to the previous podcast episodes. Go to Chris Have an awesome day.